Good morning, church. It's time to begin our worship service this morning. If you would, please take out a songbook. Turn to number 17. Number 17. Hallelujah, praise Jehovah from the heavens, praise his name. Praise Jehovah in the highest, all his angels praise proclaim, all his hosts together praise him, sun and moon and stars on high. Praise him, O ye heaven of heavens, and ye floods above the sky. Let them praises give Jehovah, for his name alone is high, and his glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted. Praises give Jehovah. Come and then forever he established his decree shall ever stand from the earth. Oh, praise Jehovah. All ye floods, ye dragons, all. Hail and snow and vapors, stormy winds that hear him call. Let them praises give Jehovah, for his name alone is high, and his glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted and his glory is exalted far above the earth and skies all ye fruitful trees and cedars all ye hills and mountains high Creeping things and beasts and cattle, birds that in the heavens fly, kings of earth and all ye people, princes, greatest judges all. Praise his name, young men and maidens, aged men and children. Let them praises give Jehovah, for his name alone is high, and his glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted, and his glory is exalted far above the earth and sky. 
We have a lot of announcements this morning. That's because we have an active church, so I'm glad we, we have that. Welcome to our service today. You are our honored guest, and we invite you to worship with us often, whether in person or by live stream. Please fill out an attendance card and place it in the collection plate so we may have a record of your attendance. The times of our services, 9.30 a.m. Bible study, 10.30 a.m. morning worship on Sunday, 5 p.m. Sunday evening worship, and 7 p.m. Wednesday evening worship. The area-wide youth devo at Hilldale is tonight at 5 p.m. The bus will leave at 4.30 p.m. if anyone would like a ride to the devo. See Ryan Blunt for more information. The Angel Tree lists are posted in the foyer. Please bring your wrapped or unwrapped gift and place it in the appropriate gift bag by December 4th. A family game night will be combined with the kids' Christmas party on Sunday, December 4th after evening service. There will be activities for the children and Santa will also make an appearance. Bring your favorite dish for the potluck and games to play afterward. The meat will be provided by the church. Please contact Meg Payne or Carrie Lanier for any questions. The Christmas party for 6th to 12th grade will be Saturday, December 10th at 6 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. For more information, see Ryan Blunt. We will be delivering fruit baskets on December 11th after morning services. Please check the list to see if any corrections or additions need to be made and signed by the individuals you are willing to deliver the basket. The Ladies' Favorite Things Holiday Party will be Sunday, December 18th after evening services in the Fellowship Hall. Bring an appetizer and five things to exchange. Please see Katie Head or Christy Albright for more information about the exchange. If you would like to bring your Christmas cards for our church family, then place your cards in the box on the counter going into the fellowship hall. Please have your cards in the box by Wednesday, December 14th. See Christy Albright if you have any questions. Uh, for those wanting to participate in other holiday activities as we get closer to Christmas, we're planning to conduct some singing of Christmas carols at Brookdale Nursing Home on Saturday afternoon, December 10th at 1.30 p.m., and at Dogwood Bend Assisted Living at 2.30 p.m. As we get closer to that date, we'll have a sign-up list. Also, uh, uh, there may be some older members that we can sing uh, carols for at their homes. And if you know anyone, uh, please provide the names and addresses to Brian Albright or Howard Frazier of any of our older members who would be available to sing uh, uh, prior to the Christmas holidays. Uh, I have a, a thank you note. Dear church family, Matthew, baby Waylon, and myself cannot thank you enough for all of the wonderful baby boy clothes, diapers, blankets, and much more that we received. It was such a wonderful shower, and I cannot thank the ladies of Stroudsville enough for the love they shared my growing family. With much love, Alexis Hensley. Finally, we, we do have a special announcement uh, involving a special contribution to date. Due to paralysis on his left side, Bill Young will need some renovations at his home 
in order to be able to return home in several weeks, including changes to his bathroom and shower. Currently, he is back at Signature Healthcare of Clarksville for more physical therapy and rehabilitation after his recent skull surgery. A special contribution will be held today to raise funds to help pay for these renovations. Immediately after the regular contribution is completed today, the plates will be passed a second time for the purposes of the special contribution, and all funds given in the special contribution will be used to assist in renovations at the young household. Please continue to keep both Bill and BJ and their family uh, in your prayers. going to read Psalms 100. I'll be reading from the King James Version. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Next song this morning will be number 281, 281. I come to the garden alone, while the dew is still on the roses, and the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God disclosed. And he tells me I am his own, and the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. He speaks, and the sound of his voice is so sweet the birds hush their singing and the melody that he gave to me within my heart is ringing and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own, and the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever 
I'd stay in the garden with him, though the night around me be falling. But he bids me go through the voice of woe, his voice to with me, and he tells me I am his own, and the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. Please bow with me. Dear Heavenly Father, honor and praise to your name, dear Lord. We come before you with humble hearts. Dear Lord, we lift you up above everything. We put you first in our mind, our thoughts, and our actions. Dear Lord, we can't wait to be with you. We can't wait to see you. At this worship service, dear Lord, we pray that everything that we say and do be according to your will and your word. We pray that we can put distractions out of our mind, dear Lord, and give you the proper honor, praise, and glory that you deserve. Dear Lord, you do so much for us. You bless us, dear Lord. You provide for us. And we pray that we can take things that you give us, whether it be talents, whether it be funds, whatever it may be, dear Lord, and put it back towards you. That we can always take every opportunity that we have to spread your word, to be a shining Christian example. Dear Lord, we all fall short at times, and we pray that, that you'll forgive us, dear Lord, that we can have a, a clear conscience and a conscience that's working for us to try to make us better people. Dear Lord, there's people that aren't with us this morning, whether it be physical or spiritual sickness. We pray for their health. We pray for their souls. Dear Lord, we pray that as we get into this busy time of the year that we can be safe and that the people that are out there for us, dear Lord, our military, our first responders, our police officers, our firemen, our EMTs, that they can provide us with a quality of service that, that, you've trained, that they've been trained to do, dear Lord, and that we can get through these holidays safely and always honor you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. Our next song will be number 432, number 432. After this song, we'll partake of the Lord's Supper together. Jesus, keep me near the cross, there a precious fountain, free to all the heat. In the cross, in the cross. 
Jesus die? There are many reasons why Jesus had to die. Today, the reason that I would like to focus on for these next few moments is his example of humility for each of us. Philippians 2, verses 3 through 8 says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interest of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even to the, the death of the cross. You see, Jesus left the perfection of heaven, came to earth to live as a man in the flesh. He was tempted in every way, yet without sin. If anyone had a reason not to be humble, it would be Jesus. But he loved each of us so much that he was willing to die that we might live with him through eternity if we're found faithful when his life is over. Luke 9.23 says, Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his his cross daily and follow me. As Christians, we should always put Christ first in our lives and follow his example of humility. As we partake of the Lord's Supper this morning, let's remember what Christ has done for us and strive to be more like him each day. You bow me, please. Most gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we're thankful for this opportunity to gather around your table to partake of this Lord's Supper to remember you, what you've done for each one of us. We're thankful for this, be- this bread, which represents your body, hung there on Calvary's cross for remission of our sins. Help us to center our minds on the cross and remember the sacrifice you made. 
partake of it in a manner pleasing to thy sight. These things we ask in Christ's name. Amen. Let's pray. In like manner, Heavenly Father, we're thankful for this cup, the fruit of vine, which to us as Christians represents Jesus' blood shed on Calvary's cross from the of our sins. Help us to realize that it's only through this blood that our sins can be washed away. Help us to continue to focus upon you and what you've done for each of us and partake of it in a manner pleasing in thy sight. These things we ask in Christ's name. Amen.
Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful once again for the many blessings of life and the blessings that we often take for granted. Father, we're so thankful for the spiritual blessings you bless us with each day and also those material blessings. Thankful this time of giving. We can give a portion of our earnings back to thee. We're thankful for our health and our abilities to work and earn a living for our families. Pray that you will help us to to give as we've been prospered and give with cheerful heart. These things we ask in Christ's name. Amen. As was mentioned earlier, we're now going to have a special contribution for the young family. Uh, let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thankful once again for many blessings you give us each and every day. and We're thankful for this opportunity and privilege we have to have this special contribution to help the young family. We're thankful for the progress Brother Bill's made so far, and pray that you'll continue to bless him in his rehabilitation. Pray that you will help him to have a full recovery and be better soon. Father, we pray for this time of giving that we will give as, as you'd have us to. We'll not only give uh, monetarily, but we will help this family in any way possible. Father, we ask you to just continue to watch over and bless this family and be with each one of us and guide us in all that we do. These things we ask in Christ's name. Amen.
you'd like to mark our invitation song this morning, it'll be number 576. Number 576. Now before the lesson, let's all stand and sing number 523. 523. I'd like to stay here longer than man's allotted days And watch the fleeting changes of life's uneven ways But if my Savior calls me to that sweet home on high I'll live with Him forever in glory by and by Oh yes, I'll live in glory by and by I'll tell and sing love story there on high there with my dear Redeemer, no more to die. Oh yes, I'll live in glory by and by. I want to be of service along this pilgrim way and lead the lost to Jesus as fervently I pray. As day by day I travel, I'll keep him ever nigh and live with him forever in glory by and by. Oh yes, I'll live in glory by and by. I'll tell and sing love story there on high. There with my dear Redeemer, no more to die. Oh yes, I'll live in glory by and by. The end I know is nearing, by faith I look away. To yonder home supernal, the land of endless day. Cling to him forever and look beyond the sky and live with him forever in glory by and by. Oh yes, I'll live in glory by and by. I'll tell and sing love story there on high. There with my dear Redeemer, no more to die. Oh yes, I'll live in glory by and by. Please be seated. Good morning. Have a good number here today. I appreciate all of you being here. And it's usually my tradition to bring a, a Thanksgiving sermon the uh, Sunday before Thanksgiving. I know a lot of y'all will be traveling and eating, but not overeating, right? Just kidding. But I think it's good sometimes, especially around the holiday of Thanksgiving, to give thanks. And here I have a, a graphic of two pilgrims who were on their knees thanking the Lord. And I know the Indians and the pilgrims, as they came together, the Indians were very gracious to show them some of their secrets in preparing food, growing food, and uh, how to raise domestic livestock, and just a lot of interesting things as they harmoniously began that relationship, and the, the uh, Thanksgiving tradition was shared by the pilgrims as they spoke about God. And as a nation in, in our infancy, I hope that I can encourage each of you to think for just a few minutes about where we started, who we acknowledged and thanked, and that I want to encourage each of you as family units as you come together and have your thanksgiving to to just take time to thank God. I'm sorrowful in some ways, and I'm seeing the direction of our country turning more and more away from God and thanking God. 
And I don't want us to be that country. I don't want us to become that America. I want us to be rooted firmly in God. And so let us give thanks um, to God. I wanted to start out with a scripture. It's in Psalm 95. You can read along if you want. I've got it on the screen. It's verse 1 through 3, a psalm of thanksgiving. Uh, You probably will recognize this if you're reading from the NIV. Uh, We've actually put that to a song. It says, O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. By the way, we've done that today. We have praised him in song, and I hope that as you sang, you sang with a joyful heart. Why do we do all this? Verse 3, the writer says, For the Lord is a great God, a great King above all gods. Now, in the United States of America, I'm sad to say, there are some people who do serve God's little g. Idolatry, uh, worshiping and going after things that are valuable to them but are not the great God, the king who is above all gods. And so, just a little bit of a side note, as you worship the almighty creator God, the divine Yahweh, I want to challenge you to think about in your life, am I tempted to serve some of those little gods? This God that I challenge you to worship today is above all gods, as the psalmist says. But yet the devil in his craftiness and his uh, temptations wants you to turn your focus to the gods that you make yourself. You chase after those gods and those things that are idols. And so I want us to uh, be challenged to always acknowledge the divine creator God, the great God, and praise him and him only because he is worthy of our praise. In Luke 17, I've always found it interesting in verse 12, there were ten lepers. You know the story, right? They approached God and they were suffering a horrific disease, leprosy. There was no cure for leprosy. Once you were a leper, you were pretty much banished to isolation in leper communities. You couldn't live with family. You could not live with relatives. And you'd literally have to go down uh, the road, cry with your face covered, unclean, unclean. And people would take a wide swath around you because they wanted nothing to do with a leper. A disease which caused parts of the body to rot off. Maybe pieces of finger, noses or ears, wherever the, the leprosy infected the body, it fell off. It was a horrible, horrible disease. Yet in Luke 17, verse 12, ten lepers approached Jesus, knowing that he was a healer, and they said, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. Would you show compassion? Would you show love? Would you do something kind? This is horrible, what we're experiencing. Jesus, at that point, instructed all ten to go show themselves to the priest. The Bible says that in route to showing, presenting themselves to the priest, they were healed of their leprosy. And I imagine at that moment, if you can imagine this in your mind, there was joyous shouting, 
praises, literally jumping off the ground and shouting for joy. They had been cured of this horrible disease. Yet I want to ask you today, how many came back to thank Jesus? One. Just one. He radically changed their lives. He showed great mercy and love and compassion on them. They were the most blessed men in the whole region that day. But yet only one, just one, came back. The text in Luke 17 says, He fell face down at Jesus' feet in thanksgiving to Him. So I want to ask you a question today. Are we sometimes guilty of not expressing our thanks to God? Think about that. You know, we're quick to judge these nine lepers who didn't come back. But yet sometimes I believe that we may be guilty of not being thankful. Today, my lesson is very simple. Very simple lesson. I want to share with you five things. Five things for which I am profoundly grateful. This lesson was actually crafted while we were traveling uh, in North Carolina in the mountains. And Meg and I, I said, Meg, grab your notebook quick. I was just sharing, kind of giving her some uh, ideas. I said, Meg, that would make a great lesson. Could you write that down? She goes, what did you say again? That's enough. She said, Anyway, she wrote down the outline, and so these are five things for which I personally am very thankful. I'm very grateful. This isn't necessarily a list of things in order of importance. You probably arrange them in a different way, and that's fine. But I want to make it just a very personal lesson from my heart to you about the things that I'm grateful for that have made an impact on my life. They're kind of the reasons I'm here today, and and able to do the things that I do today. Number one, I want to share the thing that I'm profoundly grateful for is my Christian parents. I was so blessed to be raised in a Christian home. Now, it wasn't necessarily a perfect home. My, my parents were not perfect parents. I, I actually got beaten sometimes, but I needed that, you know. My dad used the belt, like, <gasps> yes, it made me a better person. Uh, discipline existed in my home. I was made to do chores. My mother would hand me a bottle of Comet. Can you believe that? Child abuse and a brush. And she'd say, you've got that wall, right? I had to do chores. I had to mow the grass and take out garbage. But it made me a better person. I have great memories of sitting around a table and studying our Bible together, my dad leading discussions. And I'm so thankful. And I think about the impact that had on me, moms and dads, for the rest of my life. How it formed my character. And it made me think about what is right and what is not right and the decisions that I made as an adult. How it formed my character. It framed my whole references how the world should work based on 
the Bible stories that I was taught as a child. And so I, I want to encourage moms and dads, and I'm, I feel so blessed that we have little ones here at Stroudsville. Amen? I'm thankful for babies crying in our worship services because that means that we're alive and we're growing and we have young people that are be, being part of our youth group. So thank you, babies, for crying in church. What a blessing. What a blessing. Ephesians chapter 6, 1. Those of you that have Christian parents and sometimes you feel like maybe they're old or out of touch or they don't understand. The Bible says, children, obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother. By the way, this is the first commandment that was given with a promise. The Bible tells us that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. God says, I believe, young people, that if you're thankful for your parents and your upraising and you hold fast to the teaching, the things that they tell you from the Word of God, if your mom or your dad says, God says you need to do this, listen to them and be obedient. Because God also says, if you obey your parents, I'm going to bless you and let you live a long time. Isn't that interesting? It'll go well with you and that you may live long in the land. In verse 4, Paul says specifically to the dads, don't provoke your children, dads. Don't be short-tempered or beat on them or verbally abusive to your children. Don't be the, the dad that doesn't love the children. Love your children. Bring them up in such a way that you discipline them. Bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. You see what God is saying to parents, moms and dads, be that godly example that will stick with your children for the rest of their life. And still to this day, I hear the voice of my mom and my dad, and it makes me who I am. It makes me be a person of character. It influences so many of the choices that I have made all through my life, including who I married, the professions that I chose, and how I raised my children. So, if you are the product of Christian parents, thank God. Thank God for your parents and who they made you become as an adult. Maybe you weren't raised in a Christian home, but you had a Christian influence in your life or somebody that taught you the Word of God and they pointed you in the right direction. Thank God for those influences in your life, whether it's a role model of a mom or a role model of a father or someone who has taught you God's Word. Be thankful. The second thing I'm thankful for today is our freedoms in this country. You may think, really? And unfortunately, it's one of those things that we take for granted. You see, in the United States Constitution, we have what we call First and Second Amendment rights. That Constitution is under attack. I don't know if you're aware of this, but there are movements at the top government levels to change or modify our Constitution. I want to leave our Constitution just the way it is, written by men who believed in God. Amen? And so let us pray. We had a prayer request in our Bible class today, this morning, to pray for those who are in positions of leadership. And so our U.S. Constitution 
gives us certain rights and privileges. And as a U.S. citizen, I am blessed, very blessed to have freedom of speech. I can get up here and say things about God and what the Bible teaches. So far, that is not considered hate speech. But I want you to listen to church because at some point that may be considered hate speech if I teach the Bible. And so with that in mind, pray for those in positions of leadership that will defend our Constitution and those who framed that Constitution, who believed in the sovereignty of God, that we will continue to have those freedoms of speech to teach the Word of God from public pulpits and not have men arrested as they preach the truth. I have the freedom of worship. In other countries, that's not the case. Sometimes carrying a Bible, a person could be arrested. Bringing a Bible into a country, a person could be arrested. You could be killed for possessing a Bible in some countries. But yet, in the United States of America, we are free to worship. And you should thank God for that. These are unalienable rights. Rights that protect me. I have a legal protection under the Constitution and those amendments that are written to protect me. And I am profoundly thankful as a U.S. citizen, for those rights. We have the freedom to choose our own leaders, a electoral process. Now, we may not agree always with the outcome, but you have the right as a U.S. citizen to go vote and to pray about who you choose and who becomes uh, the leaders of our country. And may I suggest to you humbly that you continually pray for those leaders We're told in the Bible to pray for those in positions of leadership. Recently, I saw a news report on television, and you're all familiar with the war in Ukraine, where a dictator from Russia has begun to take over portions of eastern Ukraine. Well, the news report was showing a city in eastern Ukraine that was now Russian-controlled, and they were having elections. And I thought, how interesting, because there was a big box, and surrounding the big box were Russian soldiers with assault rifles, right? And so these citizens were asked, who do you want to lead you now? And so they were encouraged to put a ballot in this box and vote, right? What do you think they voted? Hmm, interesting. I got the picture very quickly. This was not a voluntary electoral process. You see, when Russian-controlled country now has a new dictator and soldiers surrounding this election box with a rifle, you kind of have to say, I think I like the new dictator. I think I want him to be my leader. See, I'm making that choice. Please don't shoot me as you drop your election ballot in the box. We have much to be thankful for. Are there times where things happen in our country and we're disappointed with the outcome? Yes. Are there unethical procedures that happen sometimes in election processes? Yes. But let us pray that there's a higher power that controls the leadership of our country. God Himself. And His sovereign power to govern us 
And so may I encourage you as citizens of this country to recognize that you have the freedom of speech, you have the freedom of worship, you have rights and legal protection and the freedom to choose who leads us in our country. The next item that I'm thankful for is the prosperity of our country itself. We are rich. Please don't laugh. You may not think you're rich, but you are truly rich. And I believe that one of the reasons we in the United States of America are rich, the reason that we are a prosperous country is that God has blessed us from our beginning. From the inception of our country and the framing of our constitution, much of the language of who we are as a people has centered around the sovereignty of God. And as a Christian nation, and we are an unapologetically Christian nation, we have received God's blessing. And let us continue to be a Christian nation. You continue to be Christian citizens who make a difference. I want to read a quote from Salmon P. Chase. You may not recognize that name, but he was encouraging our U.S. Mint to put in God we trust, to make it a national motto, and to put it on all of our money, on our coins and our dollar bills. Salmon P. Chase, by the way, November 20, that's today, of 1861, wrote, No nation can be strong except in the strength of God, or safe except in His defense. The trust of our people in God should be declared on our national coins. And it was that reason that we now have, in God we trust, on all of our bills and our coins. Thank you, Salmon P. Chase, for that letter written November 20, 1861. Are we truly a prosperous country? On the graphic I show next, to have kind of what looks like a big soccer ball. You will notice different colors representing countries. But in the forefront is the United States, and that is $105.99 trillion, or 29, almost 30% of the world's wealth in this country. Per capita, if you look at another graph, you'll see that Americans overall, U.S. citizens, are the wealthiest, some of the wealthiest people in the world. We have it good in America. And let us thank God for His prosperity. Now, I want to talk for just a moment about Salmon P. Chase and our prosperity. You see, God was telling the people of Israel, blessings will continue if you trust me. But at some point, if you as a nation begin to put your hope and your trust in other things, and you neglect me, you forget me, you forget to ask me to bless you, then you will notice those blessings go away. I believe, church, that that is true for the United States of America. If we forget to put our hope and our trust and our faith in an almighty God, those blessings will be conditional and the blessings could go away. Psalm 33 verse 12. Listen carefully as I read these words. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people whom he has chosen as his heritage. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear Him, on those who hope in His steadfast love, and that He, that is God, may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. 
Verse 20, our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let us be a nation that looks to the Lord and trusts in him. We do not take our eyes away and forget to be thankful and realize that God is the one who blesses us. Another area that I'm thankful for, deeply profound uh, in my thanks, is our Stroudsville family, our church. We've been here 20 years at Stroudsville, and I look back and I think about all the little bitty babies that were here when we first came. Now they're grown. They're having their own babies. Uh, It's been a wonderful blessing to be with our Stroudsville family. I'm thankful for our leaders at Stroudsville. Um, We keep telling people Stroudsville is just a beautiful little congregation in the country full of diverse people, uh, sweet people. Uh, We've never really had a fight or a feud or a split. Uh, Think about it. That's remarkable. Over a 20-year period, uh, we're well regarded in the community. Sister congregations love Stroudsville and always look to us as a um, sister congregation that will be there for them and participates in activities. We're a leader in many ways at Stroudsville, and I appreciate what you do. And I think about Stroudsville being a giving congregation. I think about our special collection today and that we were honored and privileged to give of our means to help a family, a brother and a sister in need. Turn to Acts chapter 2. I'd like to read quickly verse 44 through 47. I think this is sort of befitting of Stroudsville and who we are as a church family. Let's go back to the Bible, Acts 2, 44. You're familiar with Acts 2 certainly being from Pentecost, the first sermon of the new Lord's Church, the church of the first century. Acts 44 says regarding these new converts, all who believed were together and had all things in common. Sounds like Stroudsville. They were willing to sell possessions and belongings. They actually sold their possessions and belongings, distributed to the proceeds to all as any had need. That sounds like Stroudsville. Day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. The Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. I think over the years of all the fellowship meals we've had together, when we dismiss for services here on a Wednesday night or Sunday morning or Sunday night, you know what y'all do? Y'all don't rush for the door and you're gone. You stand around. You fellowship. You talk because you love one another. You're very special people to each other. You've become dear to one another in your hearts. And I'm thankful for each and every one of you at Stroudsville. You're special and God loves you. You're very privileged and blessed to be part of a special family. If you flip over to Acts chapter 4, verse 32, read that as well. In verse 32, it says, Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul. And no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they had everything in common. I'm thankful 
for our church family. I'm thankful for our leaders. When I was gone recently, Meg and I took some time away for our anniversary. I was thankful that our elders taught class. I'm thankful that our elders uh, brought lessons. I appreciate the fact that when I get up here and bring a lesson to you, I know that I'm accountable to my elders for what I teach. And I know that they demand a biblically sound lesson. You see, that's the character of the men that oversee you as shepherds. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 5.17, elders who lead effectively are worthy of double honor, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. Thank God for your elders at Stroudsville. Tell them that you appreciate them and the fact that they're spiritual overseers and leaders. Romans 13, verse 7, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. So I'm thankful for my church family. I'm thankful for the leadership at our congregation. Finally, and I know Meg's going to kill me for this, I'm thankful for a godly spouse. Amen. Today is my 40th anniversary, November 20. And uh, Meg is a very patient woman. She's lived with me for 40 years and kept her sanity. But I, I appreciate her marrying me and letting me grow up a little bit. And uh, I just can't tell you how blessed I am. I think she feels blessed too. That's at least what she said on Facebook, right? <laughs> and she got some likes. But, you know, this all really kind of goes full circle. If you think about it, who is Meg? Meg is a product of the mom and dad that raised her and her godly home. Who am I? I am a product of the godly parents who raised me and instilled in me certain values. And together, through God's divine guidance and spirit, we came together and made another family. A man and a woman raised in a godly home. And Strousel, that's your commission. That is your challenge. That's who you need to be. You be the godly parents and the godly children who are now godly parents that raise godly families and make a difference in this country. And be thankful that you have a godly spouse, a godly husband or wife. And so I am thankful. I feel blessed. I feel so humbled that God has chosen to give me Meg. And I believe that she feels the same way. We're not perfect and we have struggles and disagreements. But we love the Lord and we love each other. And for that reason, the marriage has been successful for 40 years. And I pray for many, many more. I am truly a blessed man. And I have much to be thankful for today on my 40th anniversary. Proverbs 18, 22, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Let's summarize today. What have I talked to you about in our lesson? Thank you for your attention. I was raised in a Christian home, and if you have been, be thankful. I have certain freedoms as a U.S. citizen, then I can practice those freedoms, and I cherish those freedoms in this country. We live in a prosperous nation. Meg and I are part of a church family, and I hope that you are too, that has uh, love for one another. We're thankful for the leaders of Stroudsville. Finally, I'm blessed to have a godly spouse. And if you have one too, be thankful. Don't take them for granted. 
and thank the Lord. The invitation is yours today. If something has touched your heart and you need to respond, we're always open to pray for you. If you're not a Christian and you need to become a Christian today, we invite you to respond. Whatever that need may be, if you need to confess sin, if you need to uh, just give a prayer of thanksgiving, we invite you to come. Jesse's going to lead us in a song. Let's stand and sing. Tis the fount of love from the source above, and he bids us all freely drink. Will you come to the fountain free? Will you come? Tis for you and me, thirsty soul, hear the well. Is a fountain open for all. There's a rock that's cleft and no soul is left that may not its pure water share. Tis for you and me and its stream I see. Let us hasten joyfully there. Will you come to the fountain free? Will you come? Tis for you and me, thirsty soul. Hear the welcome call. Tis a fountain final song this morning will be number 376. Number 376. Angry words, oh let them never from my tongue unbridled slip. May the heart's best impulse Check them ere they soar the lip. Love one another, thus saith the Savior. Children, obey the Father's blessed command. Love one another, thus saith the Savior. Children, obey. Brightest links of life are broken by a single angry word. Love one another, thus saith the Savior. Children, obey the Father's blessed command. Love one another, thus saith the Savior.
Brother Tom said in his sermon that we had an opportunity to give this morning. I just want to let the congregation know that we appreciate uh, your giving. Just want to let you know the, con the special contribution this morning was $10,803. Now we'll have our closing prayer. We pray in the place. Our hand fathers are so thankful for this wonderful, wonderful day. Thankful for the opportunity we've had to come and, and worship you, Lord. So thankful for this congregation and many blessings that you've uh, bestowed upon it, Lord. As we've had opportunity this morning to help out one of our families, we're just uh, so mindful of the many blessings and, and opportunity to be able to serve, Lord. Just ask for your continued uh, blessings on the on the young family, uh, especially for uh, Bill's he healing and perseverance, Lord. And just uh, please uh, continue to be with him and help us to, to reach out to them. Lord, know there are others that are hurting, uh, those who are carrying heavy burdens. Lord, we pray that we minister to them as well and lift them up to you in prayer. Lord, pray that any of their sick, that they're able to recover quickly and be back with us. Lord, we just thank you for all that you do for us as we pause for Thanksgiving uh, this upcoming week. Just uh, help us to reflect on all that you do for us um, all the time. Enjoy time with uh, friends and family, loved ones. Lord, please be with us until we meet again. It's through your Son, Jesus Christ, and we pray. Amen.